Welcome. It is the Ski Bump Podcast. And it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Uh, midweek here. We're going midweek. We've been switching things up and doing Saturdays and anytime we can fit in the podcast, we've been we've been working it in there. So it's kind of nice to keep grinding through. Yeah, grinding through life's been a little bit hectic lately. Hectic for us, but as you'll hear in our main topic, if you want to do the ski bomb life right, you got to listen and follow our pal Ben Rule, who's living up there in New Hampshire right now. Last year, he was he was being a ski instructor. This year, he's making snow. He's doing lifty work. He's doing whatever opportunities come his way. He's seizing the day. Carpe diem, carpe skiem. That's his philosophy. He's doing it up there. This year, he was up at Bretton Woods. Last year, he was at Gunstock. So he's got some pretty cool stories. He's got a pretty interesting life. He's going to have a great summer with some other, you know, some cool mountain biking adventures he's going on. So we think you'll enjoy it. So check that out in the main topic. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out at skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. We're also on YouTube. I thought it was youtube.com slash skibumpodcast. Apparently it's not. I got to figure out how to set that up because that's how it's set up, but I can't get to it that way. I'm working on it. That's part of my big summer vacation plans. If you want to send us an email, let us know what's up. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Patreon. If you love what we're doing here and you want to support the show, please hit us up. Patreon.com slash Podcast. We've got a couple different tiers there. You could really help us out. We'd really appreciate that. We've got a shop. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. That's where we're at. Mario's going to check it out right now. I can't even see him. He's gone dark because he's going dark. I was on the dark dark web shopping. On the dark web shopping. We're there. Find us. Use Bitcoin. Use Monero. Use some other weird crypto that we just started. Who knows? Got to use something that hasn't been invented that's so illegal (laughs) that you can't even barely use it. That's what you got to use. So the the old dummies in Congress and the Fed that can't track you down because they don't know about it yet. Exactly. You're not paying taxes for like years. That's the move. Not financial many, advice. We do not recommend that. How many people laundered money with, with uh, crypto so far? Right? There's, it's slowing down now because they're trying to regulate it. And Allegedly. Serve, but... Allegedly, perhaps. Silk Road, all that good stuff back in the day. Simpler times. Oh, yeah. Better times? Okay. Perhaps. Simpler times, definitely. Definitely simpler. But thank you again so much for listening. And Mario, let's kick this off the way we always do. It's time for our Pray Today. Today, I'm back to my marijuana cocktail. You know what? We really need to step our Apre Today game up. You know, we've been kind of, we've been definitely slacking in that department. We have been. I've been thinking about making, if I'm going to do the the weed drink to do like a cocktail, like a mocktail mm-hmm. and just add the weed thing in there. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. We just, you know, maybe it's because it's the end of the ski season and we are been doing a lot of recordings on Mondays, which are not the best days to be having a throwing a couple back. Yeah. A few things involved. Like mine, I have another spindrift seltzer. Like this another. is like the third week in a row I've done this. You know, I'm not proud of it. I'm not mad at it either. It just is what it is. It's a Monday. Like, what do you want me to do? Well, I did make my weed drink like a like a Moscow mule. So I can call this a Cheech Chong mule, maybe. I don't know. Cheech and Chong mule. Hmm. A drug mule? 
Dr- a drug mule? You could. That's not a bad one. Drug mule. It's it's dosed with some stuff in it. So there's no alcohol. I use the um, Amsterdam mule. Amsterdam mule. Denver yeah. mule. I like the drug mule. Drug mule. Can't Where say does it, the like, mule name even come from? From Moscow mule. I don't know, but I've seen it where people refer to it as like a Mexican mule if it's te- if it's tequila, right? Um, whatever, like whatever the liquor they you know Spanish mule they put the rum in there, so they like change a Kentucky, it up. A Kentucky mule bourbon, Kentucky mule, yep, yeah. So I did just the ginger beer and a little bit of seltzer and a little splash of happy stuff. Easy I'm peasy, good. easy peasy. You know, what I saw this past week. Speaking of weed drinks, and it's not really a drink; it's a it's a gummy. You know, Ric Flair now yeah. has his own line of of woo chews. <laughs> nice. How awesome is that? That is awesome. I Rick still want Flair, to get the Tyson ears. Chews. Yeah, I think the company that does the Ric Flair ones also is involved with the Tyson one. Nice. I gotta look those up. Yeah. That's so that's stuff. my drink of choice today. You know, it's been a rough day. Been appreciated a work and I figured why not cool out with that so I don't regret it tomorrow when I wake up for work again. That's the big thing, right? The regret in the morning. That's that the problem with biggest. booze. As you get yeah. older, especially like, you know, I've got little kids and they don't Too give a damn. Do. They don't care that daddy had a couple of drinks. They're still jumping on me and wanting attention. And you know what? They gotta get put first. I gotta yeah. be a grown ass man. I gotta be I gotta own my life. I gotta own be responsible. So be responsible. See? It's good. I guess I chose choose life, you know, there you go. Choose life. <laughs> choose life. All right. Well, that app pray today was pretty pathetic. We're going to step our game up in the summer. I believe in us. We're going to have, we're going to have to start recording Thursdays and Fridays again, because that's when, that's when the fun podcasts happen. That's when we loosen up a bit and we have a couple of more fun drinks. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Thursday's tough. Cause I'm busy Thursdays, but Fridays we could do Fridays. I don't know. Yeah. Those could be really kind of dangerous though. Yeah, but you know what? We uh, we create art. And sometimes you have to be a little bit dangerous when you're creating art. Dial so, it up, I, dial it I, down. Dial that it works. up. I think the Friday podcast we have to we have to do that. So Friday happy hour, happy podcast, happy podcast. So we'll step our podcast game up, our appre game up, and I think you guys are going to enjoy that because we've had plenty of those and they've been epic. But it's yeah. just been a little bit of a. I think for Patreon, time. if we get like a top Patreon person, we could do shots virtually with them. That'd be kind of cool. For every one of our sponsors, we do like one drink per sponsor. Like this one's for you, yeah, Cody Miller. Like Boom! See how many we get. I don't know if yeah. that's a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. You know, drinking for volume like does not seem fun anymore. You know, like I just, you know, I'm not cool interested in having eight drinks. The shot too. So you sponsor yeah. us, we do a shot with you, and you pick the shot. Well, I think we should. What we could do is have once a month have like a half, like half hour, like online happy hour happy hour we just kind of hang out with everyone chat about stuff chat about skiing i think we should do that that'd be kind of i think cool. that'd be really fun yeah yeah depending on what level what what level per month you sponsor that's how many minutes you get to hang out with us <laughs> <laughs> a buck one minute hey see you later. one minute it's all you got make it quick it's been a long time 100 bucks 100 minutes 100 minutes <laughs> buck a minute that's what I'm saying. Buck a minute. That's a like, buck a uh, minute. like a whenever call, they have that, the massage that comes to work, it's like a buck, you know, 15 minutes, $15. Buck yeah. a minute. Or like those party lines back in the day. 976 lines. 
Hey, we're all sitting here waiting for you. Oh my God. I just, I'm sitting in my lingerie. I just, I'm just waiting for you to call me. Oh my God. Cause that happens every Saturday night. How many dumb guys just lost so much money doing that? You know, it's hilarious though. You see those commercials like, Oh yeah. Especially you're younger. You're like, your hormones are raging. You're like, yeah, I want to really call that number. And then you think about it. You're like, that's the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> what did you probably do a couple times before you did that? Probably had a couple drinks. Exactly. A couple of Long Island iced teas. Like, we're calling the 976 line. It's going to be a party tonight. Yeah. They should just Let's... patch you to the uh, anti-suicide line or something. That was dark times before Tinder. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Now there's Tinder, which is just, hey, let me send dick pics to everybody. <laughs> it's just so stupid. All through your contacts, just friggin' carpet bomb. Just carpet, <laughs> carpet bomb with dick pics. Dick pics everywhere. You get it. It's like Oprah. You get a dick pic. You get a dick pic. You all get dick pics. I sent this to my grandmother. <laughs> it's, vi- it's a virus. I didn't do this. I'm, I got no, hacked. Nana, don't open it. No, no. Was... Close my email. <laughs> gam, gam. I was hacked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your wing. I haven't I seen this since you're a little baby. I saw your pee pee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Just be careful. Yeah, that had to happen to somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, you know, at like Thanksgiving or Christmas and they're like, Hey, why don't you take a look at the photos in my phone here? Well, here's the the trip that we took. And somebody goes one or two photos just too far. And it's like, <laughs> Oh my God, what is this? Oh yeah. Or even worse, you're, uh, you're sharing your phone on like an Apple TV. <laughs> you kind of like scrolling through showing people. You're like, what's that? Ooh, yeah. Just like you holding your wang wearing like a, uh, <laughs> like a gangster. Just wearing like a, some sort of like goofy like animal mask or something. Hey, sometimes you want to strategically place those photos as well. You know, that's let me true. switch switch through and then oh, what's that right there? Oh, sorry, that's a mistake. Oh, what the is- mood in the room has changed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to do shots now? Like, all right, all right see you. Get, all right, let's go. <laughs> you, need, you need to be that. It's that pivot. The pivot it changes the entire. Throw everybody off. Meaner. Yeah. Flip the script. Topsy turvy it. That'd be funny as hell. Like you stage your phone with this wacky shit, like you being a luchador wrestling somebody famous and then a naked pick and you dressed up as a clown, like just weird shit. People are like, what is your home life like? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you go onto Patreon and pay a hundred dollars a month, you can find out what my home life is like. There you go. That Maybe could a be camera. a nice little oh, incentive there. I'll let you uh, log into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that could be bad. That could be very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I now have a stalker. Yeah. It's a Mario enthusiast. <laughs> not a, a stalker. <laughs> it's pretty odd. I put the, the camera in the toilet. I didn't think anybody would be interested. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's paying for itself already. That's right. Dude, I'm quitting my job. I got my toilet cam going. Gold. (laughs) I'm making so much money. I don't know what to do with it. And it's all cash. (laughs) Goddamn. We live in a very weird time. (laughs) Presidents are running on a platform on a camera in every toilet and a chicken in every pot. (laughs) Chicken in every pot and a camera in every toilet. Damn. That could be the 2024. That could (laughs) unite us, I think. Win by a landslide. That could unite us, toilet cams. By an avalanche, you could win. That's right. <laughs> Only avalanche win in these days. Yeah. Boom. Sorry, Colorado avalanche fans. You got a cup. You had oh, some injuries. What that's are you right. Do? Bruin no fans. Winning. What are you going to do, kid? What are you going to do? 
Your team was old. Rooting for the Devils tonight, right? Your team was old balls. You know, I'm a Penguins fan. I know all about a team that's got old balls. Like that's why they didn't make the playoffs because they had old balls that couldn't get them. Dragging on the ice, right? Dragging those old thing, old puppies on the ice. Just hanging out the breezers, eh? (laughs) In the breezers, eh? (laughs) The key to being a sports fan, but also a grown ass man, is to realize that you have no control over the game. And that if these dummies lose or win, it's not a we thing. You didn't pay partake. You know, oh. you bought a shirt, you bought a hat, like you did nothing. You did nothing. Dude, nothing you tells do- me more. And I would have it with like football fans and and Yankee fans. They're like, oh, we had a good game today, right? I'm like, dude, you don't you don't play for them. <laughs> like, that, what dude, do you mean we? When I was a young man, again, I'm a Penguins fan. I was and you're you fucking probably remember this and loved it. <laughs> David fucking Volek in 1993. The Penguins were, I think they said they were 43 points ahead of the Islanders, and that's like it in terms of regular season points. And the Penguins lost in game seven. That was coming off back to back Stanley Cup championships. Boom. That team was so goddamn good. And they fucking lost the Islanders game seven overtime. Mm-hmm. My little heart broke. You know what? I learned I learned that goddamn day. I wore my jersey the next day to school. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They lost to my team. But I also said, I am not going to let a bunch of men that I don't know define my happiness. Nice. That's good. So there. I still. Did you get some dick at school to like make fun of you? No, I didn't go to school anywhere near Long Island. So no one really cared. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Long Island's full of a lot of D bags. So yeah. Well, the whole New York area is. Let's be honest. Whole New York area. And this is why I left. Same. Just saying. I'm still here. I'm still one of those tea bags. I'm you're, you're, not be, you're not able to get out. Dude, my friggin', I get my shoulder. I'm working on my shoulders. So my fist pumping is ready for fist summer. Pumping. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting ready for the shore. Getting ready some for the shore, pumps. dude. Yeah, we're going to the shore. Here, I got my, got my fucking Bronco. I got my Bronco finally. Take the top off. It's going to be go. me and a bunch of naked chicks just fucking fist pumping. <laughs> going to Donovan's. Then we're going down to Seaside. It's going to be beating the beat back. That's all we know how to do here in Jersey. I don't. We're getting almost to the generation that doesn't remember what beating the beatback is. Well, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of illegitimate children from the folks all from Jersey Shore that were able to come back and you know remix that whole show and do it again. Was he Jersey Shore? Um, like a senior home, just <laughs> senior home Jersey Shore. Tom's River. We're in Tom's River. The beat bat the beat. Over at the retirement community. It's Jello Day. We're beating back the beat for Jello. <laughs> We're doing Jello shots. We're doing Jello shots. Just come on, man. We need Jello shots. Slurping their oh. Jello shots. <laughs> Snooky's what, got what? no teeth. Why doesn't Sheila like me anymore? I gave him my pudding yesterday. <laughs> like they're crashing their wheelchairs into each other, getting pissed off. Ah, uh, watch it, bro. Fear, you watch it, bro. Jim Tan diaper. That's right. Jim Tan diaper change. Jim Tan. Jim Tan <laughs> diaper. Terrible. Well, there you go. So we, I think we saved the app rate today. <laughs> Going on that tangent there. But that was, with that, that quite one. Yeah. That's what we do here. We find it. We turn Jello into Jello shots. There you go. That's what we do. So with that, let's go to ski news. <laughs> And despite the fact that it is early May, we still got some we got some news. There's some ski news. There's going always down. news. There's always news. And this one I found 
cool and gross at the same time. So skiing Utah's newest resort. So there's a new resort going in. Very cool. But guess what? It requires a $500,000 membership fee. Damn. And other takeaways from the Salt Lake Tribune's report on Wasatch Peak Ranch. And when they say hmm. ranch, it sounds so rustic. Ranch. And, you know, just a bunch of manly men just skiing in their jeans and their their long leather jackets. But no, the it is dusters not that. Riding their horses to the ski, yeah. ski mountain. Exactly. A little ski oaring. When they have the, I'm going to go out other, down by them foothills and I'm going to go up skiing up there. Yeah. So acquired by a group of wealthy anonymous investors in 2019, Utah's only private members only ski area is under development on a large tract of mountainous terrain in Morgan County. The former Gailey Ranch is undergoing a profound transformation into a luxury community featuring a golf course designed by Tom Fazio, a 3,000 acre five lift ski area and mountain village and 70 miles of trails for the exclusive use of homeowners and their family and guests. Wow. Controversial project represents a rising trend in Western real estate development, catering to those who have built a massive fortune elsewhere. And now want to put it to work, enjoying elegant amenities and untrampled mountain landscapes in solitude. Wow. Takeaways. We're, we're getting to that area, huh? It's getting, uh, being poor is a problem these days. Being poor have, doesn't even afford you to see a mountain. God damn. The 12,700 acre property now known as Wasatch Peaks Ranch or WPR spans the east face of the Wasatch Mountains from Weber Canyon, 11 miles south to Francis Peak. Although no homes have been completed, the resort is already operating three lifts, including one reaching the top of Jacobs Ridge at 9,500 feet above sea level. Wow. Oh. Project was made possible through a 2019 rezone to quote resort special district approved by Morgan County, allowing 750 residential units and various recreational amenities. Two thirds of the property is to remain undeveloped Hmm. while promising an economic boost to the bedroom community. A short drive from Ogden, the project has divided Morgan County. There are those who see it as a threat to Morgan County's rural character and others who become or who welcome the tax revenue and the jobs the project is expected to bring. Containing very little public land, Morgan straddles the Weber River in a bucolic valley where agriculture remains the main land use before it cuts through the Wasatch Mountains. Hmm. So they're selling 705 memberships for $500,000 each and Damn. equity investments in $5 million blocks. As of Damn. December, they had raised $47 million with the sale of 94 memberships, as well as $45 million from the sale of equities. The developers have not publicly disclosed what the annual dues are. So think about that initial investment. The membership, you could buy 50 gold passes, approximately. <laughs> Basically, the rest of your life. <clears throat> so, the rest of your life, you got gold pass. You ski yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Except for there, I guess. That's just it. Yeah. There's apparently two cont- uh, contentious lawsuits playing out in the second district court going to trial 
is a lawsuit of five residents brought to force the county to hold a voter referendum on the 2019 rezoning that made the project possible. You know, like someone got paid off and they're like, yeah, you got to we got to move this thing along here. Some money in a bag down by the stream. Go pick it up. That's it. And, Once uh, they build it, you can't go back. Yeah. So this is pretty much a theme we've seen in a lot of ski towns and I mean, ones that are existing and now ones that they're building is they're catering to the ultra mega wealthy, which is awesome if you're ultra mega wealthy. But if you're, you know, the the standard ski bum kind of, you know, small to medium pimping, like you're kind of priced out of a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You're just bitter standing outside yelling. This ain't fair. And how does the industry plan to continue to grow and thrive if they're pushing all these people out? So let me ask, do they consider them part of the ski industry or that's a private residence, private membership, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're always going it, to, it's never, it's not an, it's not an all or nothing. Like they're not, you can't switch obviously all to this model. It's just, there's just not enough wealthy people. There's not enough. So if you're like Impossible. Piston Billy, can you raise the price of your equipment to be like $5 million a thing? Snowcat? Yeah, right. That would actually be a pretty smart business model for Piston Bullies. Adjust your pricing based on the, uh, the variable rate real pricing. estate value of the area. Yeah, they do it for lift tickets. It's like, Boom. how about we, how about, you know, ski industry, like the mountains, you're going to bang us in the ass with the variable pricing based on demand. Yeah. How about we bang you in the ass now? So the price of your lift ticket determines the price of the Piston Bullies and the equipment. That's right. Now, right. if the town wants to really get back at the ski area, I'm sorry, your gas now costs, you know, 200 times the price of normal because of the cost of delivery to your resort. See, that's all you got to do. There's yeah. ways to get back at everybody. Yeah. I mean, if the you one want to posi- get back there. I yeah. guess the one positive would be they are going to draw 750 people off of the mountains that are existing now. Nice. Right. All 750 of those filthy rich old people who, you know, shouldn't be there anyway, aren't in your way anyway. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's uh that's a spicy one, man. 750 or $500,000 membership fee. And then you got to buy a house still there. Yeah. Now, if they gave us like free visits there, then this place would be bowlers. Hell, yeah. I love it. Well, you know, the place is going to be unreal. It's going to oh, have yeah. amazing conditions perfect you know grooming and lodges and all that is the terrain awesome i mean the mountain looks pretty sweet from the picture they're showing here they probably have their own cameraman with touch up on the photos to make it look like you had an awesome day yeah (laughs) for that price i'm not taking my own selfie somebody's taking it for me on the mountain that's right it's called having a photo taken but we're going to call it a uh right outsourced selfie (laughs) Exactly. It's an outsource selfie. I uh, had my selfie guy take it or selfie gal take it. We have Steven Spielberg as our photographer here. So he'll be taking pictures. That's right. It's just uh, shooting a little video of me uh, going down this mogul field at two miles an hour. It's like Quentin Tarantino. He'll be here next week. He'll be doing the shooting. That's right. right. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It would be really awesome to be filthy rich enough to worry about this crap and be like, yeah, we're going to just build our own ski resort somewhere and charge our dumb rich friends a couple hundred yeah. thousand and have them live there too. 
And, you know, as people got together and they were like, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. I would love to be away from the commoners. <laughs> I, I hate the smell of the peasants. That's right. I don't want to no ever smell for a- Red Bull again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's almost like Mr. Burns Mountain. Like it's just a group of Mr. Burns's there skiing. <laughs> That's Burns what this place Mountain. seems like it's going to be. The you foul know, stench of youth. It's funny. Remember, you watched, um, did you watch the end of Peaky Blinders? The last season? I didn't watch the beginning, the middle, or the end. I've seen none of it. Oh, you've seen none of it. So there's this one guy that's rising to power as like a fascist. And he reminds me of that attitude. Like, we're better than other people. And, you know, that's just kind of that attitude. And you wonder, at what point do we go back to that, where there's elitists that are like, we're a different class of people than everybody else until they get dragged down and you have like a French revolution where heads get cut off in the streets. I'm just saying. It's almost like city states, like the citadels, like it's, you know, yeah. your own little like warlord, little empires. Yep. So craziness could descend really quickly into bad stuff, but freaking Lord of the flies, man. Lord of the flies. That's just like we talked about in our interview with Ben. We talked about the, uh, the TFC. Yeah. So we'll learn about more if you, if you hang around and listen to that interview, which was pretty interesting and enlightening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just whenever there's a bunch of dudes around, Lord of the Flies. Bad stuff happens. happens. Bad things, man. They're just all dummies. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, we have a bar with indoor ski simulator is opening in Colorado Springs. This place seems absolutely awesome. <laughs> so they call it Skiertainment. Lemon Lodge ski bar owner Melanie Hexter said, um, since the season's winding down, it's heating up now in downtown Colorado Springs at the Lemon Lodge ski bar. Uh, they say it's going to open, but their whole big thing is they, they're taking a spin on an Olympic caliber ski and snowboard simulator described as ski attainment. They say it's, it's proving something for everybody. Um, and including people that moved here and the tourists, they said they love it. Uh, on the front edge of that, and they envision people from Castle Rock or Denver driving down for the day to take advantage of what we have. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. And it almost, why couldn't you have something like this? It's it's easier than a mechanical bull. Do we forget that bars have mechanical bulls in them now? Mechanical bulls were a lot of entertainment. And for those, so if you are trying to picture what this looks like, I don't know if you follow Ski Cosmos on Instagram. They have a skier training center up in Vancouver and they have one of these machines. So it's almost like a sideways treadmill Mm. where you can simulate skiing or snowboarding. If that makes any sense the way I described it. And there's a giant screen in front of you. So yeah, I guess practice while you're hammered. Think of that. How hammered do you have to be to be able to stop stop skiing, right? Well, I wonder if they're going to have some sort of breathalyzer there and test you. You have to be over the limit to get on it? Maybe that's like a special, like, you know, you sign a waiver on like a Saturday night. You're like, hey, man, we're doing five shots of fireball and we're getting on the simulator. That's what the X Games is going to eventually be. (laughs) Let's see how many... How many shots of Red Bull you can do and then do the uh, the big half pipe, yeah. right? Big air. You see, I I love this place. I love this simulator. I just wonder how long it's going to take for someone to ruin this. 
I got to say weekend number two. Somebody's going to puke on it or get hurt on it. Oh. Be a lawsuit, puke. It's going to be just bedlam. Have they considered how to remove the vomit from this thing? Because imagine – now think oh. about a treadmill. You know, you think about there's the, the belt and then you have your motor underneath and you have all of your cogs, which the, the band goes along, you know, the tread goes along. Imagine someone pukes in there and it oh. just gets stuck in there. And then you get a hot summer day and the sun is just beating in there and it's <laughs> heating up all that. You know, it's going to wash it down vomit. though. <laughs> Fresh new beer is going to wash it down. I'm sure. Fresh new beer. I'm sure that's going to make it smell better. Yeah. I love the idea of this. If we lived in a perfect world where people weren't douchebags, this place would be perfect. It would be. You know, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe there's better people there in Colorado Springs. You do have a lot of military out there with Air Force Academy. Yeah. So maybe they're going to keep it on the up and up. I don't know. Well, you know, the puke might make it a little bit easier to slide on that thing. It could. Imagine if they figure out that puke was the perfect treadmill lubricant. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, wait, we need to uh, have somebody puke so that we could start this machine. It's all gummed up. That's pretty good. It says Lemon Lodge Ski Bar creates ski and snowboard experiences year-round and indoors. Get in advanced G-Force turns or learn to carve on our fully interactive worldwide VR resort slopes. Again, imagine someone's hammered and they're trying to do like a giant slump. They're doing like the Han and Kam after like, you know, six Red Bull and vodkas. Oh. I just I I just I want this everywhere. I want this to work. I want this to be awesome. I want this to be successful. But you know what? I've met people. I know people. I've been people. And I think they're going to ruin this. Yeah. I just have a feeling. I don't know. It's just kind of a feeling. Yeah. I know people. Hmm. But I will say best of luck to the folks at the Lemon Lodge Ski Bar. I want to go check it out before they close. <laughs> before they close. So get there. We're going to go now. One. All right, podcast is over. We're going to go check it out because it's going to be closed by next weekend. That's right. Cops will be there. Crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking of being there, we got one more final story to report on. And this is a fun little happy press release from our pal, Kimberly Kay. Good old Kimberly Kay Robinson. We have hung out with her at Snowbound. We've had her on the podcast multiple times. Her book, Skiing A to Z, or as they say in the UK, A to Z, has been crushing it. She's been all over Europe doing promotional tours and she's like art the Shia, shows. She's like the Sheila E of art. It's Kimberly K. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so she has announced that she is selling her art prints and products at her online shop now. So you could get prints before, like smaller ones, but now she's got mugs and wall prints. Which the wall prints, like that's the move. That's the way to go because those are so. Pillows. Excellent. Greeting cards. Yeah. They were previously only in the UK and now you can get it in a lot of other countries. So she's got, yeah, the, uh, the, the wall art, like Mario mentioned the pillows. She's using the company red bubble. So there's all kinds of different things that you can choose from. You get a phone cover. Uh, of course you can get the book there as well. So go to, we'll have a link in the show notes. You need to get a backpack with one of those uh, oh, that'd be collage. Yeah. 
her stuff is really cool. Like it really is like beautiful art and she's got neck gates. She can buy the, you can buy the fabrics and build whatever you want with it. But I highly recommend checking it out. Go to inspire. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah. Inspire by Kim.com. That's her website. I think that's going to take you there. Inspired by Kim.wordpress.com. But I think inspired by Kim.com will take you there. And she has a link to her shop up there. There's the online shop of the UK, online shop beyond the UK, which I think most of our followers are in the beyond. And check out her prints. There's some really cool stuff. You're decorating your ski house. If you're, you know, know someone's had a sew, you can maybe get a couple of quilts put together for your ski well, she house. She even has her stuff on Spoonflower, so you can order um, the fabric. That was the fabric, yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. I'm on there now looking at it. Yeah, she's got all kinds of cool stuff. So congratulations, Kim. Check out her stuff. We love her stuff. And we think if you haven't checked it out, you will too. We love and it. Mother, Mother's Day is coming up. So oh yeah, good luck, Kim. We're uh we may be buying some of this stuff. Let's see. Yeah. I need to get some prints, decorate my walls. I'm gonna get some more uh class the joint up a bit. Class the joint up. Why get, get artwork? Make some pillows. I used to get nice. artwork at Home Goods, like a, like the proper white trash that I am. Now I can get some really nice stuff. Yeah. Class the place up. You got to get something that's actually signed by an artist. Yeah, not a print, but actual signature. Ooh, there you go. Right? Yeah. Well, speaking of friends and doing well, it's on to the main topic. And as we mentioned earlier, we had a conversation with our pal Ben Rule who's up at Bretton Woods in New Hampshire. And we talked to Ben last year, about a year ago. He was still in school and working on a project. And we talked about that in the interview. And he was up there this year, up at Bretton Woods, doing a bunch of different jobs, including snowmaking, being a lifty, whatever they would throw at him. He was ready and willing to take on the task, which is a great attitude for any young folks there who are trying to be proper ski bums is Always look for a new opportunity. Always say yes to things. It's like Always improv say comedy. Yes. Always That's say it. yes because you never know what yes is going to lead to. No, you know where no is going to go. No is going to be back in bed, being a loser, being alone. Yes opens doors. Yes, yes to life. Is what say no to, to life. Yes gets to the next level. So listen to Ben. Take his advice. Say yes. We hope you enjoy it. Our pal, Ben Rule. We have another very special guest this week. We last spoke to him almost exactly one year ago, and it was under very, well, yes, it was quite different circumstances. He was just finishing up school. We actually, the podcast we did with him, he submitted for his human dimensions and natural environments class. We're hoping to get him an A. You got to see Ben. Damn. Mr. Ben Rule, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. So you've been I was on- more excited about the podcast than the rubric itself. So you know, like it is what it is. Enthusiasm, you got an A. It's just what they're yeah. they're silly, ridiculous rules for the podcast. You got to see whatever, whatever. Who's gonna yeah, remember yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. thanks for coming back on. And you've had a very cool kind of. I like I like painting people as superheroes, you know? So, like, I like your yeah. story arc because, you know, last year you were working at Gunstock. You were doing some um, some instructions for kids. Mm-hmm. And and then Gunstock had that crazy summer last year. 
with all the politicking and the oh yeah, I was involved. I I went there at one like the first, not the first meeting. They like people, the two people that wanted to be in charge left because all I don't know what was going on, but just all the chaos in the building. But I looked at the second one where it's much calmer, and the two people didn't show up because they feared for their safety. They feared for their safety. Really? Yeah, yeah. They they were scared they were gonna get like threatened and. Oh wow! But then, there's, yeah, there's this the one guy's name, Doctor Strange, but like I didn't really hear that. Like so his name was Doctor Strange, Doctor so Strange. that's when the Doctor Strange movie was out in theaters at the yeah. same time. So like, hit call call uh the Delknap County seat, and I got all the numbers. I'm like, like distributed all across my socials. I gave him a call and be like, hey, get this man, Doctor Strange. Out of stuff because he's not the right fit, and half the <laughs> oh, politicians wow. didn't even understand who Doc. I don't know how to explain it, but it, they didn't make it, so all is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy the way everything sort of went down over there because um, you know it kind of like everybody in like the ski industry and a lot of folks who weren't even really you know all about ski news in the in, in like travel transportation or in the northeast kind of picked up on this story i mean it, it became a really mm-hmm. big story and yeah. it seems that things have have kind of calmed down now and i think you know no not everyone's happy no one's ever totally no. happy but it seems like things are at least stable for the time being yeah is that what it seems like to you too boots on the ground yeah, everything everything's going but like if those two people didn't if those two people didn't resign. They said they weren't going to open for a 2023-2022 season for the winter. Oh, wow. And that was they like really the wanted them down. They, that was wow. a big quarter, yeah. Yeah, when that kind of money's on the line, yeah, people are, uh, things are going to happen. So, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Make, make the bad man fly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of, you kind of got out of, Gunstock right around that time, right after the whole drama went out, and oh uh, no, I was working for the AMC this time. I just wanted to support the crew that is still there. People, the crew that was still there said, if this happens, I'm just going to work at like Cranmore or uh, Pat's Peak or whatever the next closest mountain is that wasn't already having trouble, <laughs> like uh, Sunapi or like Attack or I don't know. Yeah. And you know what? Like the one thing that you learn when you're in this industry is that people uh, in the ski industry are very loyal to other people in the ski industry. And if you yeah. have like some, you know, big wig wanting to come in and get stuff done and everybody leaves, the ski industry will happily take them under their under their wings and, and find something for them to do. So I think yeah. they, they saw that and they were like, well, you know what? We're going to be completely screwed. And it's almost like you're like like a unionization. And Who's going to yeah. cross that picket line? You know, are their cars, are their tires going to end up slashed? Who knows? We didn't, we didn't see nothing. That's yeah. uh, in a way it's kind of, it's scary, but it's also very comforting to know that, you know, people in the industry have each other's back, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned AMC Appalachian Mountain yeah. Club. Yeah. And you, last time we talked to you, you said you were ready to break out some chainsaws and do some cutting. So what was your role that you had with them and, and where were you uh, at? So, a little caveat so i no no okay so i applied i i saw free like control find free housing and uh the thing is there's a pro crew i didn't know about so we were like the volunteers i only got paid i forget how much a week 
like two hundred dollars a week or something like that. Okay. And that's uh, rough. Yeah, I forget, but we got free housing, free food, but it was just more profitable to be on the pro crew. But it's whatever. I'll. That's the last thing I'll say about that. But, um. What does it, it take to get on the pro crew? Is that like a like no? A literally, so there's a no. You didn't need any more qualification because they had a big like reset. They had a big toxic culture prior. Like wow. it was called TFC. Can I swear on this? Why the fuck yeah. not? Okay, so TFC oh, stood for a Trail Fucking Crew. Oh, okay. It was established like back in like the. I don't know how long ago, but people that are in their like seventies and stuff were like a part of it back in the day, and they did all this like cult likes, like not good stuff, and uh, they they had to like fire anyone affiliated with it, and like they this was like a big redraft. So like all the kids that came back never were affiliated with Trail Fucking Crew. So <laughs> if you're a part of Trail Fucking Crew, you couldn't come back. Or they didn't want to come back because they were so loyal to that cult like uh, work style. Well, that's sort of what I was mentioning about the industry. You know, it's it's a similar vibe where yeah, people who are you know if you're if you're in you're in if you're out you're out. And yeah, uh, yeah, to break that can sometimes be uh, can be a little bit of a a tricky thing. So that's pretty crazy. So they had a little cult, a little click inside of this organization that was just pretty bad so they they've had to come out with an edict that if you're part of this you're out not like yeah it's yeah there's no one that came back was affiliated with it so they just kind of decided that yeah sure this we're out kind of thing yeah that too it's just wow. a big toxic culture like apparently they wore trench coats and limers this is like uh that's pretty crazy. Is there like initiation what? rituals? Is this like Sons of Anarchy, like on the track? Kinda. So like first years, some of the first weren't even allowed to have their phone with them or something like that. Like the upper people that worked there for more than I don't know how many years were in charge of like waking them up. I don't know. It's, you gotta like earn your stripes. Yeah, it's like it's this sounds like the first season of Sons wow. of Anarchy. Yeah. yeah, this could easily be an HBO documentary that the AMC PR team does not want to see. It's like the wow. sorority at Alabama, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like uh like Mean Girls, Mean Girls on the trails. Yeah. He said they were all older people. Was it like go get me my? Well, pants, no, that's like the me? the trait was more like they're they're older now. Okay, but like so like prior to the pandemic, it used to be all of them, but then the pandemic like kind of helped them kill them off. Kill them off find, right. They had to find a reason to get rid of them. I don't you know exactly. Give them all COVID and the, see who lasts. The, the thing is, they didn't tell the real reason why, but the I don't know if I want to say names, but... Don't the, say the, names. The, say what, say what it rhymes with. I don't want to. But, like, right. the TFC crew had a theory of who it was. I'm not going to say but they think he was huh. the responsible responsible for the doubt, downside. What is demise? It's called the demise of TFC. Wow. So he could have just given him smallpox and see who lasted too. That that'll work. <laughs> yeah. So now, okay. So so what exactly was TFC That's doing? Crazy. Was this all just? Was this like the trail? It was just like crew? hardcore cult. Is hardcore cult like crew? Hmm. So this was the crew like doing the trail maintenance, or like what else were they working on? Uh, just trail projects. 
stuff pro crew would do now. Were they gangster or were they just like wanted to be gangster and just little bitches? That's what I want to know. I don't know that they got rid of them for a reason. Yeah. That's like great. I'm starting to paint my own picture of what these guys were doing. Like I see like bodies getting buried. Like they're, they're no, no, no. It's just really like, like, if you're first like fraternity year. thing where they're chugging beer yeah. out of each other's assholes. That kind of thing. <laughs> no, well, that's first, is, it, first year is like boot camp. That's all I'll say. Okay. I'd say wow. all this stuff, I can say all this stuff off camera, but I don't, I learned all about this last year because there are people that know about it. And that was like, so what they, we talked about. So like I'm thinking the they would like the summer. make each other drink a bunch of fireball and then eat each other's vomit after they puke. Is that kind of about accurate? Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Perhaps. It's, all I'm <laughs> just saying is, is the cult like system. Wow. So does, does everything just become Lord of the Flies when it's guys like creating the, anything? Because it's, it's really kind of what it seems in, like. Back in the 1900s, I guess. Everybody wants to set up their own hierarchy, right? Like, so you get an organization and within the organization, like I've had this at my former job and it's like, you have a little click hierarchy within the organization. It's like, you know, that, that has no meaning at all. You know what I mean? It happens everywhere. Look at it. Look at the examples we're giving, you know, motorcycle gangs, high school, you know, AMC, work, jail, like everywhere, like everywhere. It just happens. Like hierarchies create themselves. Was in New Jersey was a Homedale high school uh, football, right? They were hazing. So the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, whenever there's a bunch of dudes together, we tend to just go off the rails a bit. Yeah. We're just a bunch of dicks, but not us. The three (laughs) of us, we're like super cool. We're like some next level, you know, paladins, whatever. We're, yeah, we're all about the, uh, all about the love. Right? The Ski Illuminati. Yeah. That's us. The, the Ski yeah. Illuminati. There you go. All right. Yeah. So TFC's <laughs> um, out. Yeah. AMC. So That's what was out. your role That's... when you were there? Uh, I was just like maintaining so like trails along I-93, trails along 16, trails along 302. Pretty much we did like worked with the Forest Service here and there. We helped them with the trail reroute and the uh, I forget like on the border of Maine and New Hampshire on the other side of like Carter Mountain and that. So how Something many how many miles of trails are are part of AMC then in New Hampshire? Uh, there's know, like, a ton. There's a ton, yeah. Right Every, pretty much all of the way, not all of the white mountains in New Hampshire, but pretty much all of it. We're all, you know, like all of the huts, they have like these huts where they fly food in and like all the equipment and cook up at the top of their hut and i don't know is and is that, is that only open whole, in the summer or is that open like all year oh there's like two ones open there's two of them that are open in the winter but most of them are open in the summer because all of them are open in the summer okay because yeah we were we um i don't know if you heard one of the podcasts we we were at a cannon for a day and water yeah i saw that yeah Yeah. and um we talked to some folks when we were in franconia and they were saying like you know people die like every year on these trails unprepared like if you're unprepared in the littlest thing like literally this girl goes up in like trail runners and leg and then just dies of uh uh, hypothermia right hypothermia i forget her name but now there's like this fundraising or like annual thing that they're gonna do each year to raise money for awareness about what not to like what to bring with you 
Yeah, that was the story like they were telling yeah. us because it was like, what, like Thanksgiving last year, like pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. And it's crazy and because you crazy. you like work for the NC and then you're like, oh yeah, I was on that, I was working on that trail, I was there, but the weather was better and like, yeah, it's scary, right? Because you know, I mean, that's not you know, Mount Washington has the craziest weather on the planet, as yeah. we, as I'm sure you guys saw this year. What was it? Yeah. Minus minus 150 that one day like yeah and then real and then minus 108 without all the wind or something like that or maybe with the wind i forget it was insane and they said you know it obviously mount washington's part of the white mountains but those other peaks that are along there i guess where that that girl unfortunately or lady unfortunately died the weather is not dissimilar like it's just yeah uh, lesser grade of that she was she was on like the next like there's mount washington and then there's like it was literally along. You could see where she went when you're at Cannon. Was it Mount Lincoln? Is Mount Lincoln, and then like, like Lonesome Lake. I forget exactly. Haystack Mountain. I forget, but it's along the I ninety three corridor. Which mm-hmm. look at Mount Lafayette when you're at Cannon. Those like the halls. Is is right there. Oof. She got dropped off at Lafayette Place Campground, which is the first campground if you were to pass Cannon on your right. So I guess she went up Lonesome Lake and then like traversed across. I don't know exactly, but the weather was like not the best, and that's the demise of that. So you always look at the weather before you go on a hike. Oh my wow. god! Don't go, again- a, don't go on a hike in high elevation. That was the day I flew in there and it was like super cold at night. I got in at like two in the morning and it was like, I got to say it was minus whatever, like degrees. It was just super cold. But what's so crazy and kind of then what you're talking about is you you look at these mountains and you can just look up and see the top. You're like, oh, no big deal. Just go for a little, go for a little uh, out. Yeah. And then yeah. the weather rolls in. Like that's that's the thing that people. Yeah, it's like a 150 like gap of like, uh oh. I'm in the clear. Oh no, I'm not. Like mm. hundred feet up trail could be no game, no no bueno. Wow, that's, that's so crazy. crazy. Those mountains. But that said, you drive through them and they are breathtaking. I mean, I've never yeah, been able yeah. to hike in them. I mean, I, you look at them; it's unreal. Of, yeah, I kind of want you to put like record my drive to work. I don't know. You, you see like the all the ridge tops and stuff like that. Wow. Even just 93, like this is a major highway. You yeah. just drive along here and you're like, this is one of the most yeah. beautiful That's, drives you can go on. Yeah. That's what the access is what causes the death as well. Yeah. It's not like off the beaten mm-hmm. path. Yeah. So there so, are more dangerous trails, but they're more off, like you have to know where they are and like how to get there. But even again, that false sense of security of being like, oh, look, the highway's there. Oh, I can see the top. This, everything's totally yeah. cool. I could always come no back problem. real quick, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what gets you in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Every one of those stories has that same kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll just be fine. Look, I can just go back. Yeah. Of course. So AMC, uh, were you positioned? Yeah. Like, Did you have a like a certain area that you were assigned to? I was to? at Camp Dodge. But do you know what? I call it... Let's, they said Camp Doge in their interview as a joke. I guess <laughs> that's why I said Camp Doge last year, Camp in the last podcast, because I didn't know that that was like an honorary joke. But it's Camp Dodge, which was named after Joe Dodge, which was like the 
person who built Pinko not like put Pinko AMC Visitor Center and oh, stuff nice. like that. Cool. And uh yeah. But I was I was at Camp Dodge. Yeah. So Camp Dodge, for those listening, you're you're basically what, like a mile two north of Wildcat? Yeah. It's basically like three miles from like not three miles from Wildcat. Less okay. than three. Hmm. Oh wow, very nice. Nice. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So you got to do some trail maintenance. Um, yeah. Any any cool, crazy incidents or stories you had from your uh, time there? Yeah, what was the coolest uh, thing you saw while you're doing some of the trail maintenance? I'm sure some of the animals or something or stuff uh, you find. I didn't really see any animals. I don't Sasquatch? Any. Aliens? No. <laughs> Chupacabra? <laughs> you're more likely to see an animal if you're just by yourself. Oh, you go out with like whole in team, a car right? in a car passing by, like a little corridor of animals crossing, something like wow. that. Yeah, because the more people you have, the more sound you're making, the more yeah. scared they are. So they're not yeah. gonna, yeah. they're not gonna want to approach or anything. Did you find yeah, anything but, like yeah. interesting in the woods, like an old car in the middle of the mountain or something, or bodies? JD Cooper's body, something like that. Revolutionary War artifacts. Uh, there are there are money. plane crash. There are plane <laughs> crashes gold. that are just stay there after. Like really, I don't know how many planes crash into the way mountains, but I know there's two for a fact. Damn. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they just leave right there. Like, all right, see there's you later. All that's left is the metal, the metal scraps. Wow, this is decaying in the woods, right? Well, it's like the people that are stuck there on the top of Mount Everest, you know, like yeah. why, why yeah. this, you know, are you going to really go through the effort to, to get rid Green of it boots. at this point? Green boots. Yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> Damn. Oof, yeah. It's dark stuff. That is dark. Yeah. So then, yeah. so this was your summer into fall. You did this role? Yeah. Six months about. Yeah. Okay. And then. End up so, woods. Brett, so it's a weird hiring story. So like, you know, like how. I put my resume on Indeed with all the stuff, and I guess job recruiters hooked on in the recruiting basis for Omnis in Texas. So this random chick in Texas read my Indeed resume and hit me up on Indeed. I'm like, hey, yes, please, because it said free housing. I applied for Cranmore. <laughs> nice. But Cranmore didn't have any staff housing because I was trying to just support a local mountain. But then I saw Brent Woods had staff housing in the application. So like, but the thing is where I was at Camp Dodge, there's like no cell reception. So I either had to travel to Gorham to give him a call or travel all the way down to North Conway to give him a call. So it was kind of playing like catch up with them trying to like, if they call me at Camp Dodge, I couldn't like call them back. So like I had to be like, hey, could you, I had to email them and say, hey, can I call you at this time? And then I drive down to Gorham or Conway. So you basically had to go like 10 miles just to get, take a phone call. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, it's awesome and crazy at the same time, you know? Yeah. This Wi-Fi, but, but out there. yeah, they renovated it. Re- like luckily during the pandemic and uh, there's now like bathrooms and showers instead of like the run of the mill, like, I don't know, tents outhouse. and yeah. outhouse. That's yeah. very good. That so is good. I, so I didn't yeah. realize. So, oh, yeah. So Bretton Woods is owned by Omni. Yeah. 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 And then they're based out of Texas. Ah, see. Wow. 
so crazy how like the because again you're used to the yeah. whole like Vale and Altera buying everything. And it's like, well, there's a yeah. couple other, a couple other uh, these big chains that yeah. have have a couple uh, properties as well. Yeah. Bretton Woods. Okay, so you so staff housing. So how does that work out? That that was one of the big uh, oh, the big draws for you. Right? Oh yeah. So I'm currently here right now, but uh. My first when I first came here is November first, so like the day I got here was October thirty first, and there's like I arrived. There's these people going to the Halloween party, so I arrive. I see my roommate, you know, like some type of like superhero thing with a like sword, and I open the door. I see that. I'm like, holy crap! And I like I can't go. I have orientation the next day. I can't like come <laughs> over at orientation. Oh wow! And, and yeah. That's uh, well, oh, yeah. you know. I, how did it work out with your superhero roommate? No, he, I still keep in touch with him. He just has an unfortunate story. He like left to take a break, and apparently, he can't get rehired back because some people with HR, and he's now working at the local convenience store joint, flipping like making like like pizza and like burgers at Yaya's. If you know what that is, it's not a common man store. What? Not common man? No, it's the it's pretty much the convenience store of Twin Mountain. It's called Yaya's. It got oh, like okay. Philly cheesesteak, all any type of like fried food. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the staff has a lot of fried there. foods. <laughs> so how much of the uh, the staff at Canon has as like is staff housing available for? Oh, Brad. Uh, so there's currently uh, the dorms where the people that live in the dorms work at the hotel and have any like mode of transportation but there is a shuttle that can come pick people up where i'm living in twin mountain okay and uh yeah or uh, other people just suck it up and pay more for rent yeah wow. it depends on where you're at and how much they're paying you yeah. what's the uh what's the ideal circumstance so how far is your your housing from the actual mountain uh, less than 10 minutes, but I have a funny story. One time I was running a little late. I see kids out waiting for the bus, see the bus. Guess what's behind the bus? Cops? Yeah. Really? Got pulled over. Before that, I got flashed a couple of times not knowing the situation. Oh, I was no. in the school bus when I got flashed at all, but that time there's a cop and he took, popped a UA got me the thing is it's a negative degree day it was that stretch is right before the heavy negative day uh-huh. so my window wouldn't open so i had to open my door oh and no like, hey my window's not gonna open so i gotta crack open my door and he's like it's the chief that got me and uh, oh, oh man and yeah luckily like i just said yeah i'm honest yeah I messed up in my License still says Durham, New Hampshire, because that's where I got my license. And like, okay. this is staff housing, so I didn't want to change my like legit driver's license to a staff housing address. So he's like, you gotta change that too. But like, I'm I never did because I don't want my literal address to staff housing. You're like, screw wow. you, pig. Uh, yeah, Catch me, pig. Yeah, you just so, take off, right? Yeah, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> but um, smart. He he luckily brought down the speed, but the only thing is like I accepted and now I guess uh, ten more for my insurance each month until that goes down and who knows how many years. But uh, I damn. have to I have to flip posted on the clocking area at work in the snowmaking shop. 
Oh, yeah. Anytime I go, it's gonna be there until I'm, I'm not there. But like, I did that for like shits and giggles, just because. <laughs> like, That's funny. To remind other people, if you're going along Route Three at um little under like sixty five and seven o'clock, if you see a kids in the yellow school bus, it makes sure you're not going sixty and forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, so good. They frown on that, huh? Yeah, so you're like I'm making. I got snow to make. Yeah, I got, I, I'm doing God's work here, bro. In that time, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. So I already kind of blew up your spot here. So you were working at Breton as a snowmaker. How did yeah, that, that's what got that, hired as? Yes. Yeah, so did you have any experience doing that before? No, no. They they just need people because the hard work that implies doing it. Like you really need to be like fit and. uh like moving the hoses around and the and the machines, yeah. Right? Hiking yeah. up and, and also, yeah. And if you don't want to break your back, you have to properly too. And there's these people that don't. And I'm like, whatever, dude. It's your back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's I've just it's just yeah. So what was required? Like, was there any sort of like, a, was it physical requirements or was there any sort of like, did you have to they pretty much hired anyone off the street, to be honest. And there's like a little, they fired, no background they, check, they, that's one, important. they fired one person for bringing drugs in the work. Oh, that's probably how bad a good they idea. were for people. Yeah, no, he literally dropped his, like, uh, his stuff. He bent over his stuff fell out right into the, uh, general Rookie manager. move. <laughs> Well, that's just a general stupidity test. And, you know, yeah, like, yeah, on, yeah. Man. But that's why I said they hire anyone off street. They don't even call their references if they have any. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, like you said, it's backbreaking labor. It's tough. It's yeah. real work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody wants a fancy like office job where they can just type away and make big money. But this is, you know, when people want to mm-hmm. ski and snow is not great, the snowmakers are what, what saves the season for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also got bumped up to $20 an hour. Oh, nice. Non, you know what resort? Yeah, not too yeah. shabby. Yeah, that's why I told people in the gondola. <laughs> what was it before? Eighteen. Oh, okay, that's still that's pretty good. Not yeah. bad, not bad. Yeah, but if it's your first job and you don't have any skills, it's great. Jump in there and just yeah, make that's great. Twenty bucks yeah, an hour. Yeah. Why not? So, yeah. what was uh, what is a day like of a snowmaker? It was 12-hour shift, 7 to 7. Sometimes wow. work more. Something bad happened right at the end or, like, something burst. or Because mm. if something burst, you have to shut down everything. So it doesn't – there's the airline and the waterline. And if something happens to the uh, airline, the water could over the airline and shoot water up the airline, which is, like, no bueno because if you put – water in the airline you're like pushing double the water but you freeze you're gonna freeze the water because there's no air pushing it up or down so oh, it could wow. just it could just rupture the whole hose then right yeah whole system like whole system, sabotage yeah. yeah wow damn and what's the um, one time so, oh sorry go ahead so one time the power went out and like literally, like it was a race against time to shut down everything to let the water drain out. Because if you just like kept like everything running, it'll just the water will just start to freeze over. And yeah. So how much did yeah. you learn doing this job? Like this seems like this was a, a very. I mean, like, how much did you know about it going into it? 
Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. I look at the mountain differently now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. In what way? Uh, just I don't know. Just, uh, just like how the whole system set up and where we can't blow snow and what to do when the wind's blowing the opposite. Like if the wind's blowing, the gun's facing this way and the wind's blowing like this, like the gun's not effective at all. So you got to do your best to either shut it off or turn the gun where the wind's going. Like if the wind's going that way, make sure the gun's facing that way so it continues to go that way. Yeah, kind of like using the wind to to get to where you want the snow to go, right? Yeah. Yeah, you probably and again yeah. this season, I mean, there were chunks of of great time. There, there was, was also like a big drought too. Yeah, there was a big my parents came looked at the weather and came out right up New Year's when the first drought happened with cold weather. Because I had to work during the cold weather. They saw like a week where it was like above thirty-two degrees. And mm-hmm. that's when they came to see me. Uh yeah, that worked out great, but they saw like everything melting away. And when they were here, they're like, oh no. But and then the second thing throughout happened right at February, I forget when, like mid February, like nothing happened. And we stopped making uh snow February tenth, something like that. And uh because the last time we snow we made like one fourth of what we would usually make in that time because like how we had to barely crack on the water because if we turn on the water more it would just be like slush yeah. and like if you just did slush it would be basically like the uh snow <laughs> yeah that's when we were up there yeah. we were there i think the with the eighth and ninth mm-hmm. i think seventh eighth yeah, and ninth. yeah yeah it just it really heated up i think the day we were yeah. in waterville it started getting warmer and then after that it was up in the 40s and it was yeah uh, yeah that's that's the snow stretch. where you just hope you just feel bad for ski school yeah that's <laughs> bad news so uh did, so after that so you you guys made a quarter of the snow during that time is there a particular date you guys had to stop making snow at oh yeah so we're supposed to stop during math vacation week which is uh, like the twentieth, the weekend of the twentieth, and that's oh, March or February. To, uh, uh, February. Really, that early? Hmm. Wait, no, March. First week of March. I First think. week of March. I'm, okay. I'm not from Massachusetts, but I was ski instructing during that week, and it's like usually, it's like everyone just shows up at the mountain. So any corridor where there's a merger, you had a one in five chance of getting hit if you didn't know if they were coming. Oof. Because how crowded it was. Wow. Damn. But uh I got paid, I got tipped out. So it was great. And apparently, guess what? So apparently ski instructors aren't allowed to take their kids to the train park. I didn't have the time. So uh, really? I wanted to, hmm. I wanted to do anything to make the kids happy. So I had this kid through the whole entire week because the first time, like I guess his previous ski instructor experience was like absolutely terrible where like he, the ski instructor didn't connect with him at all. But like I connected with him on a personal level, like talking about football and stuff and like relating to him, like he was motivated more and everything worked out. And by like the thir- fourth, I meant the third and fourth day, we're like in the train park. I, I told the parents I was teaching him air awareness <laughs> and he, he loved it. And then, like, we had a staff meeting the next day. Like, yo, by the way, they didn't point it at me. They're like, by the way, don't take your kids to the train park. I knew, right? When I was going home, like, that was at me. 
that were, was t- targeted right at me. They were calling you out without calling know. you out. Yeah. I did I was just trying to have fun with my kids, and, but I didn't know that at the time. Damn. And that kid had the best time, yeah. right? Because of it. Kid had the best time of this. Yeah. Best time ever. And I have I have an I have an analogy. I would rather not get tips and have a to have a really good time than get tips for picking up a kid a hundred times. Totally. Mm. That makes but, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it works out double where like the kid's really good and you get tipped on top of that, but that's very that's rare, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, because again, the whole point of the instructor is to make sure the kid has enough time and wants to do it again. Because you're yeah. kind of yeah, wants to be independent afterwards. Yeah. You set their foundation for their whole ski career, really. So yeah. it's important yeah. to make sure they have a good time. Mm-hmm. So you're making snow. Uh, when did you guys, like, like after the snowmaking was done, so if you had to stop that first week in March, were you still working at the mountain after that? Yeah, I was a ski instructor and lift operator. Oh, wow. So, so we're doing early, Yeah, I pretty much doing everything to get my hours. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I would, like, lift, do uh, ski instructing on the weekends and do lift, lifts from, like, three days of the week. But then towards the end of the season, there wasn't much, like, kids coming for ski instructing. And, like, I, like, told told the ski head of ski instructor, hey, can I just do lifts? And then he's going to tell me, like, hey, we're not busy. Just, just do lifts. And that worked out. That's cool. Because you only it's get nice to have a little get, diversity there, right? Yeah. You only get paid when you're teaching or ski instructing. And that's the problem. That's why everyone's retired or in high school. Oh, wow. Because you're not getting paid the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Was it easy to get hours, though, doing the lift? operations was it was it like- yeah for sure like i forget what like all the international workers left on like more i forget what they have march but they like left at the beginning of like mid-march and uh they really needed people and sometimes you're like the only one in the lift shack so you either had them see there's a gap between like you didn't you look down the left see if there's that one coming up you go to the bathroom then or you literally have to flag down ski patrol you got to flag down ski patrol be like hey i need to use the bathroom and then you go or if there is a so the first time i have a funny story so the first time that ever happened i didn't know i I could call ski patrol but (laughs) there's no ski patrol like for like two hours there i saw two cups sitting on the shelf i'm like this is this is what i have to do so i did it and then the boss comes in. I'm like, this might be TMI. Walk out the door with a piss cup, dump them over. And then she's like, you know, you could have just called Ski Patrol. And I, I'm like, thanks. This is like, how we learn. I, yeah, that's how you learn. <laughs> I was like, that's you're funny. like, well, you know, I was thinking maybe I could use this to make some special snow. Yeah. <laughs> my, my special yeah. formula. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. I did, when I was taking, when I was pissed, I didn't know she's going to be the one that comes up. I thought it was going to be my my buddy Sean, but it wasn't. <laughs> so like here she comes. I'm like, I'm just gonna leave him up there and then I'm just gonna dump him now. She walks in. Oh, but yeah. oh no. Yeah. It's all good. good. She laughed. Good. Yeah. So now you guys must have lucked out then because you know, you said all the, the international folks left and then we got that huge dumping at the end of it March. Was great. So yeah. you guys were probably crazy understaffed then, right? 
we were we were definitely understaffed. Yeah. So you're able to get some hours, get some lines, get some snow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. must have worked out pretty well then, huh? Yeah. It's just kind of like I forget which day, like one of the first storms where like I was just all by myself. I love they posted a pic on Instagram me of like moving all the snow all the way, but that day I didn't know I was gonna be stuck in like stuck there the whole day. But luckily there was oh, wow. just one guy that let me take one run. And that's better than no runs that day. So Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So have you gotten yeah. to drive the snowcat yet? Uh no. The thing is I'm not I'll do it, but like you only go like two miles per hour. And like that would just drive me crazy. <laughs> you want the high speed? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, really just do they have like a setting that, that they just put it on so they don't have to keep pressing the throttle, or is it like I don't know exactly, but because like, that would be tough just, to, to try to just drive yeah. me crazy unless I'm just in the past and you see chilling. But has there like, been an event? Has like any of those Fast and the Furious movies have they have they been in a snowcat yet? Because they've done everything else at this point. I thought they did, and they I th- did they. Let me see. I might have missed that one. I, last one I remember was they were in like Dubai and they were crashed. They were like driving the cars like out the hotel window and like through the next hotel, like into the next one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they've been driving. Or you know, they got like Nas in their snowcat or something. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you put I'm gonna Nas fly in over diesel. that ridge. Woo! I don't know if you put Nas yeah. in a diesel, but they'll find out. Like that's you put Nas things. in anything, man. Bro, you can put Nas in anything. Right. I got a scooter. I'm going to put Nas in that shit. I don't know what it's going to do. Probably blow up. Where there's I'm going to put Nas in away. it. <laughs> so, Ben, when was the last day of the season at Bretton Woods? Uh, April 9th. Okay. So that's a pretty solid season then, right? Yeah. We could have stayed open for longer, but the money is just the... You know, we wouldn't be making money. We'd be losing way more money than we would be making. And that was Easter, right? The ninth, I guess, around that weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess too. People are like the the, the non hardcores are kind of shifting out of ski mode at that point. Yeah, they're like, like we're done. Yeah, we're ready to go to play baseball and do other stuff. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the next season is upon. Yeah. yeah and Everyone even, there. Yeah. yeah, and I guess you know you, the thing is like you know you should probably see it now more than ever is how much money and time and people it goes into keeping a mountain operating, right? Yeah. And yeah. to not have enough people come and it's just not going to pay for itself. So, And all the people that were there at the later portion of the year were either retired or had a condo on the mountain. So like there's no like day passes. Everyone was just like the regulars that came for the day and left at like 12 or whenever they wanted to go home. Bringing their own lunch, not spending a nickel. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to operate on that model, but you know, do what they can. Got to do it. Yeah. So, Bretton Woods, we're going to talk about the skiing there. Because, you know, yeah. you know, people talk, people talk. Uh, yeah. Now, you had, so you were at Gunstock last year, Bretton mm-hmm. this year. How did you like skiing Bretton for the season in comparison to, to Gunstock? I feel like the only thing that, I don't like comparing them because Gunstock is a county-run operation and uh, Brand Omni has Brand Woods, which is like a major corp. And uh, you really see the differences. when you, I went to Gunstock once this year for a UNH-sponsored uh, event for my major, and I realized how much I took high speed lists for granted. 
have gun stock. There's only one high speed lift that takes you to the top. You either beat the, bite the bolt, wait in line for that one that takes you to the top, and it only takes you like 15, 30 seconds to get to the next lift that's lower. That's a non high speed, but there's no line for that. But it takes you longer to get to the top. And it's just, do I either get into the slower lift with no line or get in the faster lift with a line and just make it down mountain in almost the same amount of time. So, oh wow, it just drives you nuts going slower, though. You're just like, yeah, you're, all, yeah. you're all about speed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I like that, but you know, I guess you know if if you have a point, we gotta get like uh, you know the cannons that they use in the circus to shoot people out of the cannon. Like, why don't they uh, have they those and just shoot you right up the uh, right up the mountain? Just have a huge airbag at the top of the mountain. Yeah, trebuchet. I think we talked about it before. Just woof, yeah. just start launching people up. Yeah, I still think Elon and the Boring Company they gotta have some sort of like where they can like dig into the the mountain and create like a pneumatic tube and just fire you up mm-hmm. the tube, pop out the yeah. top, start skiing. That seems doable. Yeah, I want to see if they mind. have. Uh, I want to know when they're gonna have Tesla self driving um, chairlifts, uh, snowcats, snowcats. Just let it go. Were they, they like auto? They got auto um, lawnmowers now. Why wouldn't they? Have yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They started with the little vacuums, like the Roombas, and the then Roomba. the, then the lawnmowers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah, because think you wouldn't need the infrastructure of having the whole chairlift there. Just have a little self-driving car, yeah. little solar panel on there. Just kind of loop around like a amusement park bit. ride. Yeah, yeah. All, I think all snowcats. I think we should go in Shark Tank. This idea. That's that's right. Yeah. I think Mr. Wonderful's all in. Think about they have a lawnmower with blades spinning on your lawn going, and that's safe. So I'm like, if they can make that work, like yeah. it's, it's wide open. That sounds like the plot of the Transformers movie. That's right. The, the only thing I can think of is is the liability of what if this snowcat runs over a person or like what if this snowcat like just destroys a lift uh, pillar? It can't be worse than a lawnmower running some kid over. Plead the fifth. <laughs> Plead the fifth. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we got to work out the bugs of that plan, but I think we've got a solid base. It's got to work out the details yeah. and we can get some, get some funding on this. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben, what is your plan now? So, we're oh, so this summer, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm still working at, I'm working at Ben Woods full time year round, but I'm going to be a mountain bike guide, bike mechanic and hiking guide. I don't oh, know if I'm cool. going to be oh, nice. taking hikes, but, um, but yeah. So, have so you is the done- hiking guide thing similar to ski ski lessons where you just take people? I, just, I don't know exactly. I just feel like it's just people that aren't from the area that just want to have someone to go up with. Cool. Because it's not like we're going to do like harness and a rope and like belaying up and stuff. I'm not going to be doing any of that. I feel like it's just a comfort thing. Hmm. That's next summer. You're doing that. Uh, this summer. No, I'm saying next time you're going to be doing the the climbing, right? The no, no, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that stuff. Squirrel suit? That? No, squirrel suit. <laughs> <laughs> Take people up. This isn't really high enough for a squirrel suit. Yeah, but you could try. <laughs> yeah, start somewhere. That's pretty cool stuff. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was asked about the, uh, the no, bike mechanic going. stuff. Have you um have yeah. you done any sort of like worked in a shop or anything yet? Uh, no, not like with a person. No, but the thing is, I got my own enduro bike now. I got it used because it's a huge. Like, if you look at used 
like mountain bikes yeah. right now, everyone from the pandemic that's too busy to bike is selling them. That's and, so uh, funny. Got, everyone bought them up in 2020, right? They bought them all yeah. up and then they rode them for a year and they stopped riding mm-hmm. them and now they're trying to get rid of them. Yep. Yeah. Now so, it's time to buy them. Yeah. Well, I got really lucky. Do you know the company called Pink Bug? No. Like the, Pink Bug? Uh, it's like the outside magazine of biking. I don't oh. know. But uh, they own like Facebook Marketplace for like certified people. That's not like you're like off the like. It's not like when you're a junkie bike, you're purchasing like it's like a legit deal. I got a carbon frame, one seventy front, one seventy back box factory suspension bike for four thousand two hundred, which in the original price was six thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Whoa! And yeah, and I I still haven't found as good of a deal as that. Just looking around and. The dude moved from Washington to New Hampshire, worked in the military in Washington, got the bike from Transition Bikes, which is based out there. Brought the bike back home. Never really used the bike because he was enrolled in school and uh, he had some cash. So I saw it. I literally typed a New Hampshire keyword location on the site and there's that bike. And like, it's a price and everything. I messaged him and hey, so I picked him up at the I picked up the bike at the bank, got the cash. I get the cash, I see the bike come in, give him the cash, and I'm good. And the only thing I had to do, because I didn't really know what was wrong with but I saw the dropper post, which is the thing that he used a lever to bring up and down was broken. So I brought it to REI, see all the things they could fix up with it, and then I explained to my boss that I have a brand was saying like racing and biking and stuff. And like, that's how I got the job working with bikes hmm. at Bretton Woods. And, uh, recently they were going to have a, I'll show you this, but they were going to have a downhill oh. mountain bike park. No. But then the pandemic came. This it literally says, this is Highland trails, which is like the big, company in the area that builds those has their own like mountain bike park just dedicated mountain biking with no skiing involved okay. and uh it says 122019 so that's when this was made and then they came March 1st of 2020 to like design the trails and look looking at the mountain and like mapping out the trails and looking at the money involved and uh yeah I'll show you the first phase is like six hundred thousand dollars. So, like, as soon as the pandemic hit, they're asking other places. So, and what did so, yeah. what did the first phase entail? Uh, yeah, got it all right here. Um, for phase one, it, it consists of an easy trail. It's pretty much consists of like all easy trails, and then the second phase. I haven't had a chance to really look at this because my motivation wasn't high because they can't do it right now because they have no funds. But uh, phase two consists of two intermediate trails, which is phase two costs $3,993. I meant $393,750. This was made in uh, 2020, so inflation probably went up another 50 k And then phase three consists of an inter- two intermediate trails and one easy trail and that's two hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars so that's why it's on hold right now and i told so like i have my like the head of operations bosses like sits right next to the gm's office 
and he's like, what brings you here today? And my uh, head of operations, Bob, says he, he wants the uh, details of the master plan of the downhill mountain bike. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh. Are you going to yeah. come up with a counter proposal to do it for half? And you can start yeah, cutting right? I wish. I wish. But, right? um, yeah. Live for your die, man. You're in New Hampshire. You can just break out the chainsaw yeah. and start cutting down trees. I did start cutting whatever you I want, I did like the service. I don't know if you saw that video of me going down the service road. I don't think I but saw that one. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say how I got the bike up, but I got the bike up the first time I hiked up. I'm not going to say that how I got the bike up the second time, but um, <laughs> literally the second time, my friend records me. He didn't. He didn't realize how fast I go. I only press the brake like right before turns or like right after turns or any big bump. I in like it's really fun, but I only did did that twice because how much effort it takes but it takes like 45 minutes to hike the bike up just because Oof. Hey, uh, get, get shaped that way yeah, but it's much more from the second time because i had all my energy still and yeah. uh yeah and you've done it and you probably knew like your your spots where you could yeah i knew where and, yeah where, where what was where and stuff so it was yeah. nice to yeah. know where you're going otherwise you can really mess yourself up right yeah for <laughs> But do they actually have a park there at all now at Bretton Woods? Uh, they used to. So six years ago, like they had one, but that's the last year. And the last year is very like there's no dedication to it. It's like just waiting there for it to like fall apart. And like if you were to look at the trails now, you'd absolutely have to know where they are. Oh wow! Or else you wouldn't know where they are. Okay, so you're just going to be doing hiking instruction and bike mechanic stuff not actually like and touring. There's, a, there's a biking stuff across the street at the hotel where i'm actually gonna be so there's trips over there but it's more like cross-country trails okay hmm. that's cool though but yeah. it's you know i love your attitude about like hey man i'm into this let me go get a job doing this like yeah, that's I mean, look, at, look at all the doors it's, it's open for you having that kind of positive attitude like that's yeah. i mean that's that's amazing that's so, that's so fantastic for you yeah. yeah, when I was younger, I had no clue this career could have been a lifestyle. So, oh, yeah, dude, you figured it out so much earlier than we did. <laughs> yeah, so old and stupid when we figured it out. Like you're at least young yeah. and can do it, which is great. Hey, yeah. Let me ask: When you go mountain biking, do you wear the um, full helmet with the chin protection? So actually, friendly, I just got, I have to pick up my full helmet and goggles. I got it like found a deal at REI where like there's some. And our like previous year bike stuff. Oh, cool! I might get that today, actually. But I currently have like a mid-level like helmet. Okay. Because yeah, we have a buddy that was biking, and somebody he was with got really injured when broke they fell. Broke his face on a rock. Yeah. Broke his face on a rock, and since then he goes with the full-on like yeah, you know, yeah. motorcycle yeah. helmet. Just about. I'm like, but he's only doing he's doing cross-country stuff. He's not even doing like I mean, he's oh, not wow. even, like, downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's got a pretty face though, so he wouldn't want to hurt himself and yeah. mess it up. He's he's a little vain, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I currently just picked it up, but I still have to get like knee pads, the arm pads. It's funny, people like are like, that. I'm just riding a bike, I don't need any protection. And then they fall and no. it's like, Yeah, you really messed yourself up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could like if you like it's kind of like if you're pressing both brakes and go like that over the bike, yeah. it's already too late. So okay. oh, yeah. yeah. 
party over, Johnny. You're better off having the protection than saying, oh, I should have had the protection, right? Exactly. All right, Ben. So it looks like you got an awesome summer planned of work and adventure. If people want to start following you and see what you're up to, how do they find you? Instagram? Uh, Hit hit me up on my Instagram, uh, Ben underscore 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 R-U-H-L. Three underscores. You know why? Ski instructor, snowmaker, lift (laughs) operator. Those are the three underscores. Remember, trifecta. Yeah. And I also got a used toy setup right here. Wait. So this is all used except for the bindings because bindings are the most important part and they use income with bindings. I got all of that used and right at the end of the season I decided to go up uh the Sherb Trail, which is the base of Tuckerman's. I didn't go up the I didn't go up any of the Tuckerman stuff, but I was there two days before those incidents happened where the dude tomahawked down and fell into the oh, water. Really? Oh you guys hear about that? Brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently yeah. the dude that fell into the falls originally from Europe. And uh the person that uh tried to do the things so other trained professionals do it first stomp the landing he's like oh i can do it too he literally uh, like lands and do you know like how like you try, like instinctively try to break mm-hmm. he did that so he ended up doing like a little like, 360 in the air then he just went boom ba boom ba boom and ended up with a dislocated shoulder and he's like yeah i'm never doing that again He's like, but Still. I got something great for my Instagram. Post. I got tape. Yeah, yeah but tape. to only yeah, have a dislocated shoulder? Yeah, got famous shoulder? for the wrong reason. But yeah. To only have yeah. a dislocated shoulder, considering some of the stuff that's been going down this winter? Like, that's not too yeah. bad. Not but in all bad, honesty, no. isn't that every ski and snowboard movie that you see? Those are the <laughs> outtakes. Much. Like, all, any any TGR film. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You never <laughs> see the landing, right? Like, those are outtakes. You yeah. see all the bad landings. Right, that's right. right. You, you see, the, see the one that see, they landed. You see that line that they keep like you see the when they show like a sweet jump. You always see a yeah. previous line, yeah. and sometimes you see like a kerfuffle at the bottom, yeah. and you kind of yeah. know what the went only, down there. Yeah. The only time yeah. you see a bad landing is some like detrimental energy that like put a pause in their career. Yeah. yeah. So now, would you like? I, I want to know where I, I know about Tuckerman's, obviously, but I've never done it, and yeah. I've always I'm always like. I want to do it, but I don't want to kill myself. Is yeah. it possible to do that as like a like an intermediate backcountry kind of person? Yeah, you just gotta jump in the whole time. Yeah, because <laughs> it's so steep. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Know. Seems it seems awesome. Like I kind of like I keep yeah. telling myself I'm gonna do, it, but I, I have not made any effort. It seems to do awesome it. and insane at the same time, which means that's like a two thumbs up. That's thing. kind of like our wheelhouse, right? It's, yeah, yeah. As I think you could, there's people your age doing it. See, well, if old dying, yes, old I bastards. Hope. Well, it's easier for us old bastards. I got less life to give up if I'm doing something stupid. So now I'm kind of like, screw it. Might as well do the triple huck off the that little bump, you know. And we have our own health insurance, so you know, yeah. it's taken care of. I got, health, I got accident no, insurance at work is, now. This is great. So like when the dude went in the waterfall, the volunteer killed it and they reacted like, yeah, that's normal. that's the most like new hampshire attitude i love that this is just another tuesday (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right ben anything else you got for us Uh, tell us your Uh, own no i'm just happy pond skin story 
Oh yeah, so Mario oh, didn't did told us that him I did the pause game this year and was I nice. out for it for which was a good reason after the fact. But um I go down on these they body skis uh, some fellow ski instructors, uh one oh four soul seven rods and all that and uh I I attempt my grab and then I go and I continue like 180s and there's a stop sign at the end. I go well, bam to that and the stop sign goes into the crowd. Hits oh. up another employee still clocked in. They try to file. <laughs> they try to like file comp. But it wasn't successful. Oh shit! That's just like they were on the clock though. The person who got clocked was on the clock. That's yeah, workers' comp know. right there. Or did they say yeah. it was negated the workers' comp claim because it was a dangerous activity and you take yeah, your own? They, they were they were in the line of fire. I don't know. You're but still I'm at work. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird. Casualties of war, man. Well, yeah. it was it's a beautiful video. If you haven't checked out the yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Ben underscore 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 R U H L. Check it out. It's there. I saw it. I thought it was hilarious, but I didn't see yeah, it. Went vi- it went viral in the local area. I put it on a reel. It got like 300 likes. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, That's cool. On a, a reel that wouldn't go viral would only like 65 just because yeah. how the format of it works. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, if That's you want to see cool. more potentially viral videos, Ben underscore underscore yeah. underscore R-U-H-L on Instagram. Yeah. Ben, thank, thank you so, you so much, much guys joining us and have an awesome summer and we'll talk to you about your new adventures uh next season yeah thanks, thanks, man. Thank good you. luck all right man thank you yeah, take care bye. Bye. bye hope you all enjoyed that if you want more information we'll have links at the show notes and the website skibumpodcast.com thank you so much for listening we appreciate it check us out skibumpodcast.com Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, at Ski Bump Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Go to the shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Patreon, support us. We would love that and appreciate it. Patreon.com slash skibumpodcast. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluid. See ya.